Hello, online Echo community, and happy Thanksgiving. Discover a life-giving local church where you'll find the community and the support that you have been looking for. At Echo, we hope you'll find your place, mm -hmm. your people, and your purpose, mm -hmm. experiencing a true sense of belonging while building friendships and finding support. We believe this is what we're all seeking, and we can't wait to share it with you. Mm. Join us for our services at Mayo High School on Sundays at 9.15 a.m. or 10.45 a.m. We're eager to meet you and extend a warm welcome to the Echo Church family. And for those who wish to partner with us financially to impact Rochester locally and the world globally, you have two convenient giving options today. Mm. First, visit our website where you can set up automatic recurring donations, allowing us to plan boldly and confidently for the future. That's right. And secondly, you can easily send your contribution via Venmo to at We Are The Echo Church. We appreciate your kind and thoughtful investments. Enjoy Echo Online Service. Hey, we're so glad that you're here today. Today is honestly one of our favorite Sundays of the year. And um, when I step back into this room, uh, there, there, it's just something special to us. You know, every time we come into this room, uh, our kids uh, come here to this awesome middle school. And, uh, and every time we come in for a choir or whatever they're doing in this room, um, there's just that moment that I remember that, you know, on our very first uh, Sunday open to the public. We, I came around that corner. I hadn't seen anybody in the room until I saw everybody. And I realized at that very moment that, that God had called not just Christy and I, but so many people to be the church called Echo. Can I hear an amen? This is super cool, and I'm always reminded of that. And, and, and with being back in this space, honestly, I feel like it builds my faith a little bit. And as I was seeking the Lord and I was thinking about what we were going to do with Build a Box, I just, I just felt like, honestly, in some kind of strange way, I had this like little mini prophetic message from God. And uh, in order for you to completely understand the vibe that, that the Lord speaks to me uh, with is we have to sing a song together. Are you ready? Are you ready? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. I felt like the Lord had, had placed that in my heart. And, uh, and again, I felt that, that, that like what we at Echo Church have been doing, and, and at least for the last couple years, is has been rowing down the stream. You know, we're just being consistent. We're trying to love people. We're trying to do our best. But I felt as if something had shifted within my mind and my soul that the cadence and the intensity of that song is, is it's really, it's time to change the tune. And the best way I can say that is, is instead of seeing this beautiful little girl rowing down this stream so casually, I feel like now the image is, is not just a little boat and one little person rowing down the stream, but it is all of us, and we all have an oar, and we're all supposed to jump on this warship of sorts and say, Lord, we're ready to go, and we're ready to take ground. We're ready to make a difference, and you know what? All we need is for the Lord to continue to just say, row, row, row your boat. Come on, someone say amen. And I honestly feel like that's what the Lord is trying to shift us as a church, that we are on the, the cusp of something great. And I don't say that lightly, and I try not to be a leader that speaks 
like that often because people who always talk about it being the greatest or being completely awesome, you kind of lose the point. You know what I'm saying? But I really do mean that I feel like we're at the edge of something that God wants to do in and through us. And if you agree with that, can you just shout amen? Amen. And uh, as I was thinking about this concept of rowing our boat, collectively and in unison. It reminded me of a story in the Old Testament of a man named Nehemiah. And this man was in exile with the majority of the, the Israelites in a foreign country. And, and what, had grown, what had happened is really they had grown comfortable in exile. They had grown comfortable in a different nation and serving different people and just being faithful in that area of their life and the context of their life. But Nehemiah had this shift in his heart. And and honestly, I really, and it's kind of odd to think of this a little bit, but I I really do think like metaphorically speaking, Nehemiah might've just been trying to row, row the boat down the stream and just maybe not make any waves and be faithful and be the best servant he could be in, 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 in a foreign nation. But something had shifted in his heart, and, 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 and it's so, it shifted so much so that, that it led him to his knees, and he began to, to literally cry out to God and, and to seek him and seek vision from God. And God gave him the audacity to leverage his position and level, level his leadership opportunity to, to get face in front of the king to present what the Lord had put in his heart. And what was, put, what was put in his heart was this, is to go back to Jerusalem and build the walls back up. And, and honestly, just to kind of go with the theme of the day, I believe what the Lord was whispering to him is row, row, row your boat. Not gently down the stream. No, actually go head on into opposition and be who I've called you to be. And so Nehemiah goes to the king and the king awards him the opportunity to go back to Jerusalem and build the wall. And then, then, you know, at that point, Nehemiah takes the opportunity to inspire the people around him. And, and, and a bunch of people go back to Jerusalem and they go and they start building the wall brick by brick by brick with sword in hand and also a shovel in the other. And in 52 days, Nehemiah builds a wall that took Jerusalem, it took the people of Jerusalem, the Israelites, years to build. It was a miracle. It was amazing. But, it, but what's awesome about Nehemiah is what I want to get to, is he wasn't just okay with building his survival or his security. He was interested in building at the center of that city the house of God and the people and their faith. And so right after they had built the wall, there was a celebration. And the very next step that he took was to open up God's word, and they read it. And, 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 and there was this amazing worship breakout, really, in the midst of, of saying, Lord, we see what you did. We see the miracle of building the wall through your people. But yet we know there's more. And when they had heard God's word, uh, a, a great praise erupted in the camp And then they decided to make covenant with God again, saying, guess what? We are going to do as you called us to do. And when that covenant was done, they responded in generosity. And that's what we're called to do. 
That when we see the miracles that God is doing around us, personally or in community at Echo Church or at your workspace, our response should be generosity. And it says it here, Nehemiah, after the covenant, it says this, that the people of Israel said, we will bring the first fruits of our land and every fruit tree to the Lord's house year after year. And then they kind of say it again in verse 39. And then they say, and they make this proclamation, which I think is so important for us collectively to say together today. They say this, we will not neglect the house of God. And, and that's the message I want to present to you today. That, that it's not just about our security, it's not just about our comfort, but it is about saying, God, I want to live within your kingdom, and I want to build your kingdom, and I want to see it go forth. And that's what a day like today is all about. That's what it's all about. It's, it's all about putting and pressing pause in our normal and saying, God, I will become a little uncomfortable. We'll, we'll maybe, maybe not have church exactly the way that we like it or, or we, 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 we're willing to give up our favorite seat at the Mayo High School Auditorium. Do you know what I'm saying? We're willing to look down on Pastor Andy for a Sunday instead of him doing that to us every week. But, but, but for, for real, though, I really do believe that God is reminding us to row row and row and not just in a cadence strolling down a stream but passionately moving forward to say God we want to be people that are part of your kingdom advancement here in Rochester and if you agree with that would you shout amen, amen. I want to connect another scripture today and then we're going to be done and we're going to go out and pack some bags and, and, some, and build some boxes um, but in Mark chapter 2, if you have your Bibles, open up to that. And verse 1 through 12 is, in essence, the story. Uh, but in verse 2, starting, it said, So many people gathered together that there was no room, not even in the doorway. And as Jesus was speaking the word to them. So, I mean, the, the house was full, man. The, you know, there were some amazing things that were happening. And in verse 3, it says, They came to bring are bringing a paralytic, so they being a group of four friends, bringing a paralytic, a friend, carried by the four. And since they were not able to bring them to Jesus because of the crowd, they, they went up to the roof and they removed the roof above him. And after digging through it, destroying the roof, they lowered down the mat on which the paralytic was lying. And seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. And in verse 11, he says this, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. And immediately he got up, took his mat and went out in front of everybody. And as a result, they were all astounded and they gave glory to God saying, we have never seen anything like this before. And I want to read this story because I believe just like Nehemiah built the wall brick by brick as he reestablished the house of God, the temple, the church in those days, brick after brick and, and covenant and promise after promise, these people step after step brought this man, put him above the roof and then took brick by brick off it to destroy it, to bring someone to Jesus. And I believe that's the stream that God is calling 
calling us to do. He's saying this, row, row, row. Let's do it again. It's time. It's time to go seek and save the lost. It's time to see the people that are lonely. It's time to see the people that are hurting. There are, it's time to see the people that are dealing with health issues and to approach them and say, we have the answer and his name is Let's do it again, church. Let's do it again. And this is my big idea today is this, is let's build up some walls and let's be willing to tear some roofs down. <clears throat> let's be that type of church. Let's be that type of people who are willing, like I said, get out of our, to get out of our comfort zone and to step into the calling that he has for us. But at this season, I really believe it's not just about Pastor Andy and Christy and the leadership team and the board and all that. It's us collectively. There's a power of unity and rowing our boat down the stream with the passion and the calling that God has on every single one of us. And what it's going to take is it's going to take people who are willing to ruin some roofs. It's going to be willing. It's, it, it, if in order for us to accomplish what we want to accomplish, it's going to take us to be willing to financially sacrifice to do and see God's will done within Echo Church. It's what the people did for his friend. It's what Nehemiah was willing to do. And I believe that we are in that type of season and season. And with all of this in mind, as I was preparing and I was thinking about this, I thought about a friend and recently had heard kind of an updated story of, of what has happened over the last five years in his life. And I think it was a, it's a perfect picture and motivation for us to watch, to listen, to glean on a day like today where we may be doing a small type of task, but understanding that even the smallest things that we do can make the biggest impact check out this video I was living under that bridge because it was the only place I feel comfortable enough to exist I was always good in school I graduated high school with like a 3.4 or 3.5 while smoking weed and while on medications for skateboard injuries opioid dependency became a life struggle that I never knew was gonna occur but it did and after the prescribed medications ran dry I sought him out on the streets. The tragedy for me was almost losing my life to an overdose. It was such an eye-opener to the realization of how bad my addiction was. I started to feel unworthy of uh, the second chance at life that I was so gracefully given. And what that ended up doing is caused me to do more drugs to numb the pain of that emotion. And I, I, I lost everything other than my life. And I ended up uh, homeless for the first time after my overdose. I spent three and a half years living on the streets, living under bridges and alleyways. The isolation did something to me. It, it made my mental health spiral even further, but my mind started to trick itself into believing that this is where I belonged that I didn't deserve any better. There were times while I was homeless that I wanted to just give up. I wanted to stop walking because I didn't even know where I was going. Then someone would always show up. 
and instill me with just a little bit of hope. And to look at me as a human being, that is what's worth more than anything. The one person who did that more than anyone was an individual who found me living under a bridge, Dan Fifield. I didn't understand why he was under that bridge helping all of us individuals that were there. And when Dan came under that bridge that day and there was a handful of us under that bridge, the reason we were all under there is because we were trying to survive together. It became a community, a family. And when Dan came under that bridge, he came with two big bags of survival packs, clothes, hats, gloves, emergency meals, anything to help make our journey through homelessness a little less painful, to give comfort to us in any way that he could. So of course, I had to question it, like, why are you here? What's, what's your real agenda? And that's when he told me. It's like, I'm here because God loves you just as he does me. And that stuck with me from that day forward. And Dan never forgot my name from that day forward, ever. The little bits of hope that I got throughout those three and a half years from all the separate individuals was everything. What Dan does every day, he shows individuals love, unconditional love through God. He showed me love. He treated me as a human being. He didn't judge me for my past, nor did he ask why I was in the situation I was in. He just wanted to help. All the times I ran into strangers and they gave me words of encouragement and instilled me with hope. That's what ignited the courage for me to not just have the strength to change or to believe that I could, but to have the self-love to be able to do so. My addiction had hindered my faith for a long time. I had become resentful at life in general. And lo and behold, not only did I need to learn how to love myself again, but I needed to remember how to love God again. And as soon as I took that first step in admitting that I was powerless over my addiction and truly believed that a power greater than myself could restore me, that's when my journey began. Then when I, I got healthy and started my recovery journey, I said to my fiance, I said, we need to find a church. And we, we jumped from church to church to church, and we were trying, oh, maybe this one or maybe that one, and then someone suggested to try Echo Church. And we sat in the front row, and then some guy walks on stage, and I squinted my eyes. I was like, is that my youth pastor? That's Andy, and we had found our home. And I absolutely love Echo Church, because I feel like it is home. Everything happens for a reason. And it is no such thing as a coincidence that I would just end up at Echo Church when my youth pastor from years ago is now the lead pastor. It's just amazing. Today, I'm blessed to be able to be a part of the Landing family, to give back to those who are still out there struggling, because I'm now able to give words of encouragement to the next person. I'm someone who's able 
to love those who are still struggling, to love complete strangers. We can't be so quick to judge because we don't know. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all the explanations. So it's our job, it's our duty, it's our opportunity to not try so hard to understand, but to just be empathetic, to show love. I've been in recovery for three and a half years and now I'm engaged to my beautiful fiance who her and I both met while we were homeless and we met each other at our worst and built each other up to become our best and now we have a two-year-old daughter so I've lived like a whole 10 years in the last three so I hit the ground running but where do I see myself in 10 years? I really don't know. I live for today. Just for today. Tyler, would you would you come up here, man? I'd love to love to pray with you a little bit today, and uh, let's honor Tyler here just for a second. Love you, buddy. some shoes for Tyler. You can look at them. Size 10, baby. Need to know you like them. I love them. He loves them. Good. Good. A um, few things. One of the hardest things for me to process this past week when we filmed this was that we didn't know. We knew Tyler when he was 14 to 16 years old, and I told him, I'm like, you were one of my faves, like legit favorites, like got to see him twice a week, and then we lost contact. But feeling this little bit of guilt that you were in our city, living on the streets for three and a half years has been hard for me to process. But what I felt God say is that we, get, we can change that, and that you sharing your story, and a few things that even stood out in this long form video when we filmed you, is the power of making eye contact, the power of looking at someone like a human being. And I think a lot of times we feel maybe inadequate or I don't, maybe I don't, I don't know what to do or does it, we can, just, we can justify our actions, we can justify, does it even make a difference? But you've reminded us, even just through the bravery of you sharing your story, is that collectively we can make a huge impact. And that this is bigger than us filling a box, which is incredible, and a backpack. But there needs to be more Dan Fifields in this room who are going under bridges, who are letting you get warm in a store, who are clothing your body and giving you a meal. And so I just want to say thank you. These shoes represent, they're cool, they're cool shoes, but they represent, we have not walked in your shoes. Only you have. And I believe prophetically that this is a new season and even how you are paying it forward and paying it back through your two jobs, through loving your family and loving Natasha and being an incredible father. But I just want to encourage you as you step into this new season that God has a plan on your life, that God is going to continue giving you a boldness to go after those people and to treat them like human beings and to know their names and let's rally as a church body. And even you coming to us with new ideas of Echo, this is more than just once a year, what can we do? And so I just wanna say thank you, Echo Church, can we say thank you to Tyler right now? Thank you. 
I just want to share a quote with everyone that I wrote after I found recovery based on my homeless journey. And the spiritual awakening that I had was that happiness is created, not given. Love is given and is key in the creation of true happiness. Love is everything because God's love is free. Let's, let me pray with you. What I, love, what I love about your story is that like, it, God has done something significant in you. And, and you've, again, like, I hope you understand what I'm saying here, but you've been using what God has given you, your story, to impact other people. But I believe that God wants to call you deeper. And that he wants to instill his goodness in you to like this next season is for you to learn how to hear his voice and say the right thing at the right time not because what Tyler thinks but because God wants to speak through you and so today God we just lift up Tyler God we thank you for his willingness to share his story God and we just say thank you that God, that, that someone like Dan went and see that really sought and found he who was lost his name was Tyler. And so God, we just ask that, that, that by your spirit, God, that you would just, uh, you would empower him. God, that you would encourage him, that you would guide him and that you would use him as your voice in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. We love you, man. We love you. I just want to read one more scripture. If, uh, if we put it on screen, Galatians. I think today to read something like this is a good reminder because if you're anything like me and Christy already kind of alluded to it, like when we interviewed Tyler, it was honestly like a smack in our own face Um, for many reasons. But uh, what led us as people, remember, is we're rowing and we're rowing and we're rowing in life together and and also individually. Galatian reminds us because it had to, it wrote it, so we obviously have to be reminded. <laughs> this is reality. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Did you hear that? All people? And especially to the, the ones who belong to the family of believers. I am so glad that the harvest that was named Tyler was reaped. And that's the church I want to be. Jesus, today, I just pray that this wouldn't just be another service, this wouldn't just be another cute idea, that just this wouldn't be just another practice for us to apply, but God, that you would just work within our hearts, that you would change our minds so much so that it would translate in leading our hands and our feet to be you, Jesus, to a community that is lonely, that is lost and needing your love. So here we are, Christ. Here we are, Lord. Use me. Y'all know the song. It's called Grace in the Garden. Let's sing it together. I search the world Treasure this pain I never 
quick action. I love the line, you turn graves into gardens. And I don't know about you, but maybe in this very moment, I just think there's power in us looking back of maybe when our life felt like we weren't living. Maybe you needed fresh life and dry bones. There's scripture after scripture of saying, God breathes life into our dry bones. And what happens? We turn into armies. So today we get to be an army for him. We get to come together as Echo Church. And even if you are a visitor here today, we get to come together and we get to serve and we get to take the focus off us and to put it on him. Amen.